Welcome to Is Mean Is a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with an expert in quantum giggle theory. Josh Hemo. I do have my PhD in quantum giggle theory. I'm glad that you don't have a PhD in uh, the thing that makes you money. Yeah. You just have a PhD in quantum giggle theory. Exactly. Quantum giggle theory is like my, uh, my hobby that I specialize in. <laughs> Your hobby that you spent enough money to get a PhD in? It was a free PhD, you know, like one of those online programs. <laughs> <laughs> like through, uh, like, you know, MIT does like the free coding situations yeah. like that. It's basically like that, but like much less legit. Got it. I'm gonna, <laughs> you gotta send me that website. I would yeah. like to become Quantum giggle theory degree dot net slash free dot com. At Earthlink. At Earthlink. <laughs> All right, so those of you who are new to this situation, this is our podcast where we watch a SpongeBob episode and we discuss little life lessons that we learn along the way and hopefully make some insightful observations and uh, educate you on quantum giggle theory. Uh, But this week we are watching season four, episode five, Selling Out and Funny Pants. Act one, Selling Out. So very, very simple synopsis here. Mr. Crab sells the Krusty Krab to a franchising guy and kind of ends up regretting it and goes back and gets his restaurant back. Very simple. Very simple. Um, actually really like this. Um, it's been, this one I do remember vaguely the other, uh, last weeks I did not remember at all. So it was nice. So to start things off, Josh, I want to ask you, yeah, crusty crab or crabby O Mondays, which one's the better name and why? Ooh. Okay. So, to be fair, if I was like not going off like Google reviews or anything, right, and I'm just like mm-hmm. driving through a town, like looking for a place to eat, I'd be more likely to stop at somewhere called Crabby O Mondays than the Krusty Krab. Just because like I feel like I would, I don't want like someone named Krusty Krab doesn't seem great to me to eat, right? Yeah, that's true. I guess like, like if we if I was, didn't know SpongeBob at all. Yeah. And we saw crusty crab. I don't think I wouldn't want yeah, to eat crusty. There. Is not really like the most appetizing word. Yeah, exactly. Like crabby on Mondays. I'm like, all right, this is probably fine. It's like whatever. Um, but I still think like crusty crab's still better, right? Like knowing knowing SpongeBob and the situation, I like crusty crab as a name. I think crabby on Mondays is like bland and. Oh yeah, I think it's definitely one of those situations that it's just too generic. Yeah. I don't know if personally I could, you know, could eat at a Crabby O Mondays because I have a really hard time now eating at any chain restaurant unless it's like the only option. I'm, yeah, or I'm going there specifically for a reason. Like, so like the last time Fatima ate at Applebee, uh, Fatima and I ate at Applebee's was at was uh, like a month ago, but that's because we were already on our way to a Target and we were like, oh, two for twenty. We don't want to spend a lot of money, and that's why we did it. Yeah. You know, we didn't do it because like we wanted to make it a night to go out to eat. It was just kind of like it's everything there. just happened to work out. Yeah. Right. But I do think it's interesting, like that the show kind of takes a stance on like the corporate entity, considering that Nickelodeon probably has some some way related in, in doing like, that TGI Fridays. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I did. Finding I did. all these baby things and making them. 
corporate slaves. A hundred percent. But I did like that a cartoon is tackling the issue of like big business and like big corporate business taking over small businesses and stuff, which like is much more of an issue that I'm aware of now than I mm-hmm. was like even in high school. I don't even think I recognized that that was like a huge thing that was like an issue that plagued people, you know, especially like in Tucson. When I look at Tucson, there's a lot of like small businesses like on Fourth Avenue and stuff and like um and just by the university in general mm-hmm. um that I never really recognized like appreciating those small businesses and stuff which brought me to my first lesson is like appreciate your local business while you can before it gets like taken over by the corporate greed. Yeah, and I I don't know, it's weird for me too because I grew up in a small town where literally all the biggest restaurants that a lot of people ate at weren't small businesses they were corporate mm-hmm. so like there we you would probably feel the effects more often um i know when i go there for vacation i'm like okay let's eat there just because it's convenient yeah. in there also it's like probably the only thing that's open past like eight o'clock but in theory i should be even more aggressive to eat local there because you know your your dollar is making more impact than like say tucson like tucson like if you're going to like Gentle Ben's or No Anchovies and stuff like that, those are all basically local mom and pop shops, even though yeah. like they feel bigger because they're near the university. But like, I don't feel like any of those things are in danger of being run out of town by like a Buffalo Wild Wings, you know? Yeah. Or like any other type of like sportsy type bar, you know? Yeah, I guess the difference is like mo- modernization or whatever, especially around there is like mm-hmm. student housing getting rid of like those small businesses and that that's a lot of what's happening downtown and like fourth avenue and stuff in tucson yeah the gentrification situation yeah yeah um i do like how we start off this episode immediately with a song this... it totally threw me off yeah it was the, like the 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 rhythm was weird like starting off with a song i was like this is not normal <laughs> Yeah, it but, felt really out of place, but like I get they were trying to make Mr. Krabs seem very, very like stingy in like the first ten seconds, as if they didn't just show us the last like four episodes of him season. being yeah, yeah, exactly being a piece of shit. though. Like you were saying, like re- you remember this episode, and I think this is one of the only thing. Like when I listened to this song, I remember this song like pretty well. And I was surprised mm-hmm. by that. I was like, I don't remember watching this episode a ton, but the song I remember, and I thought it was in earlier seasons. To be fair, like it sounded something that was like in season three or something, but I guess not. The one thing that actually made me remember this episode was Carl. Oh, the manager. Okay, because he has that <laughs> like really dead gaze, and it's yeah. like like he's drawn very like not like robotic. I guess if that makes a sense. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like a lot of the other situations that didn't really make sense to me, I do think it's really f***ed up that Mr. Krabs is like literally looking at pictures of his daughter and says that money is more important than that. That's what I wrote. And like, I was like, we quintessential again, greedy piece of like always. And then he emits in this very, like he admits it right there that he like cares less about his daughter than he does about money, which is so crazy to me. Yeah, his daughter and all the sites he's seen, basically, yeah. is what he said. But what I think is, okay, so if we take that as as truth, right, um, then it means that the Krusty Krab has a higher value than his daughter because yeah. he didn't even want the money. He wanted the Krusty Krab. The Krusty Krab, yeah. 
So like in Mr. Crab's mind, it's like uh Krusty, <laughs> Krusty Crab, Crab, money, Maybe everything Pearl? else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Pearl, everything else. And a, a a flying bird or whatever that somehow I don't know what that was. It was super out of place. That he kills with a book. God. He, <laughs> he crushes it. I but I I'm I look I try to think about it now that we bring it up. Like I don't know what like at any point that Mr. Krabs has been like shown that he cares about Pearl other than like telling SpongeBob to make sure she had like a good time at her prom or like yeah. the flipper slippers maybe but like other than that I don't, I don't know of any situation where he's ever been like compassionate or like a good parent towards her. No, he's just very much like I want to keep her happy. Yeah. And it's weird because I don't know like this episode again is such a a hard turn for Mr. Krabs to be even worse than he's ever been. Yeah. Although he does kind of like redeem himself sort of cuz he gives all the money back cuz he'd rather see like Krabby Patty's made by hand and you know yeah, created but even but even then like it's like a fucking millionaire like giving back a, another million just to get back their business so they can make another fucking million, right? Like yeah. he's not really losing anything, I don't think. No, he just he's he just, lost his soul. There you go. He got I guess it back. his true love, which is the crusty crab. Um, so talking about Mr. Krabs, um, when he goes into retirement, uh, what do you think of his like retirement activities? So he goes to like the Cook Museum. He uh, paints fruit and he golfs like his main activities. So I don't know. I think it's I really don't know what retired people do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I like I don't understand what you would be doing with all your extra time if you were retired. And I know a lot of people get a hobby and like even um, Pearl says it. And I actually wrote that down as a small lesson was get a job, get a hobby, or get some friends. And it was very clear that Mr. Krabs had none of those things. Zero percent. And out of all three of those things, he picked a job. And I think it's very interesting because it's when a lot of people retire, that's usually what they go back to is like a job. Like yeah. my grandpa retired, and he still technically works at the at the high school. So it's like I don't understand. Like, well, I guess if you do need the money, I understand it there. but. I don't understand that if you didn't need the money, which Mr. Krabs definitely did not, why you would spend your free time. It's just, know, not doing it's just something, something to fun. do, I guess. And like, if you haven't made a lot of money in your lifetime, right. And saved up a bunch, which is part of what I had is like plan for retirement. So you have stuff you mm-hmm. can do. Get the lo- Roth IRA. Yeah. There you go. Is to like, a lot of people travel, but like, if you can't afford that, then what do you have to do? Like, you're going to get bored eventually. So you go back to work. Like, that's just, the system like cranking out the same over and over again start a podcast yeah there you go (laughs) how do you feel about howard blandly his his ruth the ruthless uh conglomerate in this story how do we feel about him i don't know i have a theory about him oh i want to hear your theory i was just to say like i don't know in my head i don't think that he's like i think that he is a lesser villain than mr krabs is in the long run uh, I do think it's like clever the whole Blandy thing and how basically making like these contrived and mediocre restaurant chain restaurants yeah. is like all bland and whatever, which is how I feel about like Applebee's and like Red Lobster. But oh, okay. So before I go on my theory, 
what is it with Applebee's and all these other different like places that just like so much on the walls? They're all like basically sports related, except for like Red Lobster, which is all like nautical themed. Like, why was that a decorating trend? Like, I, let's get a bunch of like, like I get it works for certain bars and like sports bars or something yeah. like that, but like a lot of it is just so like what the f- like I don't need a fucking ore on the side of the wall. Like, I don't. I don't know. Eating a salad or I something. think it's just again it's like contrived and mediocre is like exact words they use like putting a bunch of crappy decorations up may feel like it's like sort of like an atmosphere but it's not really it's just like again contrived like it's not really anything it's just a way to make people feel like they're in like a cool environment yeah i guess you know and like the sports bar aesthetic is so i guess easy for people to feel comfortable at i guess just to like it appeals to the the straight men yeah go in I guess so. Uh, okay, so Howard Blandy, I think he is some type of drug kingpin. Oh. Because HR was like some weird bouncer dude. Yeah. And like, I like to think that it's like a whole money laundering fl- front is this entire like uh, corporate like takeover of small businesses. He's just like slowly building up places where he can put all his money and like circulate it back into bikini bottom. You know, it's a much better scheme than like mattress firm. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit more thought out. Yeah. And I, I wrote that down as like, why is HR supposed to be scary? Right. And I guess with your theory, it makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. you don't want people like it's to keep people away, I guess. Right. Cause like, although if- I will say this HR, even though they're supposed to be fighting for you as an employee are still not your friends because they work for your employer to mitigate liability. Yeah. So always keep all your in writing and like email to yourself and your personal email and stuff like that. Just want to let you know, because a lot of people think, because we've said it on the, on the podcast before that like go to HR and talk to people, but you still need to keep all your receipts from everybody. Screenshots. Yeah. Screenshots, screenshots, everything. Um, there's so many adult situations that I think about in like this episode that I would have never got as a kid. Like this whole yeah. HR thing they were talking about, like the corporate taking over small business situation, and like they even say like code red free thinker. Like when you're working for a big co- corporate like organization like that, where you don't get it like think outside the box, like you're not yeah. allowed to. Basically, it's like I think it's so crazy that Mr. Krabs is supposed to be the free thinker. Right, right. He's like the weird hero at the end of all this too. I don't, I was, know. Like, I don't know. I think I would have liked the episode, the act better if. I think I would have liked the act better if SpongeBob had been the one that was like the free thinker. Yeah. Because he just watched a beautiful thing like the Krabby Patty just become gray mush. Which we know is like out of his character because he's done, he's stepped out of bounds before to like save the Krabby Patty, like with the, the, um, the jelly and stuff like that. He went out of his way to make sure like the, well, mostly for the jellyfish, but also to hold up the integrity of the, the crusty, uh, the Krabby Patty and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Even with this, like salad, when Pearl took over, he's like, he didn't like the salads and whatever. Right. So yeah. this, I, it was weird to see him just like roll over and let them get this nasty gray, gray mush as the Krabby Patty. Yeah. I also put uh for a small lesson is that everyone has their price. Mm. I feel like that's, as much as we wish it wasn't true in the society that we live in, like eventually there's going to be something that, you know, that hits, that hits the the right nerve where you're like, ah, oh, I won't do it for a million, but for a billion dollars, 
you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Like, I think unless it, like, it's crazy that this episode, I think, brings that to light so much. That all these, like, adult themes that you're talking about, but also the fact that, like, Mr. Krabs gave up everything. And it's just because, not a briefcase full of money, but, like, a whole, like, trailer full of full, briefcases yeah. full of money. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, I wrote down part of this small lesson to go off of that is, like, money isn't the source of happiness, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it can help. But it, at the end of the day, like for Mr. Krabs, it didn't do anything. Like having all that money didn't make a difference in his life. But having a business that he cared about and built is what was the source of his happiness. Time for the bubble break. Bubble break. Right. All right, Josh. So going in our theme with the first act, uh-huh. I wanted to ask you if you and I had to make the most generic corporate restaurant what would it look like? Oh man, this is good. And what would we what would we call it? <laughs> ah, generic. I want I want us I want free reign brainstorm situation going on right now. Okay, I'm thinking pizza. I'm thinking pizza like a pretty generic with pizza, right? Like an Italian kind of situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Italian, it. like keep it sports bar because you always got to keep the sports bar situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but like pizza, what draws people in? Kind of like a like a old Chicago type situation, you know. An old Chicago, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. So like, I I could see us doing like pizzas, like we'll do like buy the slice so we can sell the pizzas like like quick. Yeah. And then we do like Some appetizers, full, full pies too. Yeah. And then like we've got to have a bar. I think we kind of have it set up, not as extreme as Buffalo Wild Wings with all their their TVs, but like enough tvs that people are like happy at a minimum of four it's yeah like usually. like you should be sitting at any table and be able to see a tv yeah i think is what we do um i'm thinking that we have to throw some i'd like to throw some like arcade games in there too you know some like nothing oh, like yeah like cr- a little corner of yeah arcade, just like two arcade games yeah it's like one pinball Pac-Man machine and the pinball machine yeah. <laughs> pac-man and the galaga like slice and then the pinball are like headquarter like bigger location that one has like slightly more floor space we can throw some skee ball in there if we wanted to oh or we gotta have a claw machine too. yeah and a claw machine of course yeah but the the worst one you could possibly do yeah like, just one that doesn't like have any good prizes in it or <laughs> has only good prizes but the claw never works no draft beer i mean no like uh no like uh what am i trying craft, to craft beer? beer yeah it all has to be like yeah. miller light maybe like corona yeah but maybe it's like <laughs> it depends on the location, yeah. you know. It's literally Miller Light, Bud Light, and Coors Light, and no, no liquor. I don't think and whatever season seasonal Sam Adams there is. Yeah, maybe liquor. Uh, I could see us doing like cheap margarita status stuff. Yeah, like Applebee's. Yeah, where it's like a, it's like a splash of tequila. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a big bucket of like just lemonade mix. Yeah, and say call it a margarita. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Okay, so. We have our menu. We have pizzas are our main thing. What's our what's our gimmick? Like what's our what's our, our theme? Mm-hmm. I guess what's the name? What's the name we figure out? Uh, I I I think we should call it like Joshy's place. Joshy's I like that. <laughs> come down, come on down to Joshy's place. <laughs> and then uh and then it's oh I like that. I it's just it. pictures of you. It's pictures of you in different. Uh, sports uniforms. 
but you're playing different sports, so you're like, whatever. Dude, and then whatever. you become you become the mascot. I like that. It's and then we we like So uh, it's like it's like a Papa John situation. Yeah. <laughs> you come back. You, you would you would be Papa John. I would be Josh. Papa John. I would become You'd be Papa Josh. <laughs> Poppy Josh. <laughs> and then you're just like photoshopped into like all these pictures, like, oh, then we kinda do like um like Forrest Gump, like uh-huh. Bubba Gump, where they're like photoshopped in like historical events. Oh, but it's like, I like that, that, but it's all historical of like baseball, football, hockey. I'd like to think like that, that you're like in the background of all those somewhere though. But yeah. yeah, like you're not like the forefront of anything, but even in the commercials, you're like, you're like SpongeBob in the Krusty Krab commercial. He's just like in the background, like in the window. And then I like to think like our kids menu, you see like, uh, Help Joshi find, and then whatever we are like, ohms. The little ohms. Like, little yeah. Ohms. yeah. Oh, look for little ohms. Look for little ohms. Oh, yeah. Just, and then every location has a little ohms figurine you have to find. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And you take okay. a picture, and then let's see. And then the food is like all generic. Like you can order wings. The boneless wings taste the same as every other boneless Bones. wing you've yeah. ever had um, because that's what little ohms orders but we'll call them little ohms boneless wings Ooh, i like that and then um there's some like weird names in the, the like for the sauces too yeah like and then i want it to be one of the like places that like just doesn't know what the f- on the menu like you know like how sometimes applebee's is like a mexican plate yeah. and like a, like or like uh like i think outback steakhouse is the only one where it kind of adheres to like its theme of being like australian yeah but like cheesecake factory is the worst offender where it's like what kind of cuisine is this (laughs) i just want that to be i guess all garden sticks to it too but no i think i think if we're gonna do that i think we should rotate but i think like that's why we're known like it's a seasonal thing it's like like in winter we do like a certain kind of cuisine like we always have like the the pizza wings like whatever but like winter like we're gonna throw some like crappy chinese food at you or like <laughs> we have something, our wonton tacos <laughs> yeah something like real jacked up yeah but uh and then i think our pizzas are like little caesar status where it's like very basic <laughs> toppings like you can't get anything crazy it's just nah. like pepperoni cheese and then whatever the pizza of the month is yeah oh i like the pizza of the month idea I like Man. that we like we come up with like a cool name like how Bob's Burgers does for each of the pizzas of the month. Yeah, yeah. it'll be good. We're we're all gonna be eating at Joshi's place by the end it's of this. Happen. <laughs> come down and get some little ohms or wings. <laughs> at Joshi's place. Yeah, <laughs> come on down. Act two, funny pants. So. Uh, typical SpongeBob fashion. He walks over to Squidward's house and tries to wake him up for the day. Uh, and Squidward cracks a joke, which SpongeBob spends the entire, most of the entire episode laughing at. Um, and getting tired of hearing SpongeBob's laugh for like multiple days in a row, Squidward concocts a plan to tell him that his laugh box is gonna break. And so SpongeBob gets in his head, thinks his laugh box is broken, and in the end, Squidward comes clean with him that his laugh box wasn't broken, and then uh, Squidward's laugh box ends up breaking and gets replaced with part of SpongeBob's. So yeah, that part, that part, the ending was really weird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you if you could replace your laugh with like any noise, what would you replace it with? Well, first of all, any do you like any noise? Any noise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you do you like your laugh? I don't know. I feel like everyone doesn't really I hate my laugh. 
I hate that's you know, I they, hate listening to the they podcast. Hate it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they hate it a little bit. Yeah. Like I'm I've reached now I'm self-conscious about that. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like I've reached a, a situation where I've I'm comfortable with my laugh. Because like I know other people who have it I would consider it worse, mm-hmm. right? So there was a really funny situation when uh Fatima was working in Puerto Rico that we were in a <laughs> Uh, an an uber and it was hilarious because we were talking about something and you could tell that the uber drivers just listen to every single word that we were saying and um our friend michael was like started recording him because the dude was laughing so hard and he was like it was like a really high pitch like happy laugh and he was just so into it and he was like just the like a purest laugh you could hear <laughs> because it's just like everything that he there was no self-consciousness about it yeah and like Michael ended up recording him, and then because it was Snapchat, ended up playing it back by accident. Oh no! And then he was like, "I'm so sorry. Like it was like, and, like it's because your laugh brings me so much joy." So I think like even like laughs that are like objectively like, "Oh my god, this is over the top," mm-hmm. um, would be like fine. Yeah, because like I have like a, a some people in my family when they laugh, you know, like people snort or whatever. Yeah, like. That I feel like would be a little bit more embarrassing to have as a laugh, but even then, like it's not like when I hear people snort, I think, "Oh my god, these losers!" How embarrassing! Snorting. Yeah. No, I just go like, "That is adorable yeah. that this person is snorting, like laughing so hard that they're snorting." So like, I wouldn't change my laugh because I don't know what I would change it to. Maybe uh, the the grandpa from Proud Family, <laughs> that crazy laugh that he does that I'm not even gonna attempt because it's like nuts. Yeah. But other than that, or like. I'd be fine with it. What about you? Would you change yours to like a an a cute little like anime girl giggle? Like is that something like That's that? That's perfect. That's exactly what I was thinking actually. <laughs> or something crazy. Yeah. Like a Ricky Ricardo laugh. Or like SpongeBob's laugh, maybe. That might I be think cool. I would like, get annoyed by could, that though. Yeah. I think I would hate that more than I hate my own laugh now. Yeah, that's what I, uh that's actually let's jump to the very end of the act like if you had us laugh like SpongeBob would you go insane cuz I think I would go yeah, insane. Yeah. No, 100% I would. Yeah. Cuz like the thing is even Tom Kenny as like much as he does that laugh all day does not have that laugh as his actual laugh. No. You know, he's just a normal dude with a normal laugh. I don't uh, know. I don't I can't imagine it. that. I can't imagine. I would go crazy. I would have a headache all the time. That's what I would happen. <laughs> Well, th- I think they made it worse this yeah like this act because they added like a squeaky noise to it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just made it like that more like SpongeBob's laugh normally not irritating. I think I could listen to it for a long time and be fine. I couldn't have it as my own, but like <laughs> listen to it for a while. But like they added like a squeaky like toyness to it this time around, which they hadn't had in the other episodes, and I'm like. I'd go insane. It just was grating and like, it was just good sound design in my opinion. Yeah. What I thought was weird about this episode is like this whole episode is about like not laughing at funny things, but I didn't think it was that funny of an episode. No, it was a lot of, like cliche stuff that like, and that, but like the cliche stuff, like wasn't even that great. Like no. even like, I thought I was going to laugh harder about Patrick slipping on the banana peel, but it, like, even then it wasn't as over the top as I'd wanted it to be. Yeah. No, I agree. It was just like this episode felt a little flat to me, I guess. Yeah. You know, I did remember this episode. Like, I remember the laugh mm-hmm. box situation, but like, I don't know. It just didn't really hit that hard for me. Like, as a, like, a, it didn't stand out very much, you know? And then, my the, part of it is because the humor wasn't very 
Yeah. The iron lung part did I did crack up at that yeah. one. Where he's just like he's like just laying there, like staring off into the distance. It was and then the part where he runs away from the whoopee cushion the pie, pie accident. Yeah. And as he's running, you just hear like <laughs> like that I thought was funny, but like I don't know, like the whole like act wasn't I wasn't you know, laughing my ass off. No, mm mm. No. I, I don't know. I wonder if that was intentional. I'm not sure. I did like the, like you mentioned, the uh, iron lung thing, because it was very reminiscent of the iron butt that we saw yeah. a couple seasons ago. <laughs> it was pretty solid. Yeah. Um, I do, I do like the phrase, another day, another nickel. Yeah. Because to me, that makes a lot more sense than another day, another dollar. So I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work that into my SpongeBob vernacular when I'm like working and people are like another day, another dollar. And I'd be like, nah, another day, another nickel. And then you're just going to get that one coworker who laughs over and yeah. over again. And you're going to hate them. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be, maybe. Yeah. Who says no, I didn't gonna... hate them before? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but the way like he, like when he comes in with Squidward and he's like holding on to Squidward's leg, I got a little chuckle out of that because I've always like, I don't know. When you're like an older brother, I feel like that's something that happens when there's younger children around you. So they grab on your leg yeah. and latch on. Do you think that they walk to work? Like, is, do you think that's a normal thing that they do? Definitely. I mean, we haven't seen it. This is ever. Like one of the first times we've ever seen it. Yeah. Right. But like, I think if I had a coworker that lived right next to me, I might walk to work if I knew them well. Like, yeah. I would argue that even though Squidward and SpongeBob aren't the best of friends, they know each other well enough that like, if I don't know, if I was Squidward, I probably wouldn't, because you know SpongeBob's annoying. But I don't know if, if I had my actual friend, and like you and I take the train all the time to like together. Yeah. So like, I don't hate that as much as I should. You know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> to me, it seems like a normal like thing to do. Yeah. I was like, if I can tolerate Josh from for like you know from fifteen the minutes. A train, yeah. yeah, getting to Midtown, I think I'd be fine. You're right. a f-ing saint for that. Yeah. God. <laughs> the, pa- the patience of of the Lord goes courses through my <laughs> I think this is the first time this season that we uh we've actually seen Sandy, right? Yeah, like now that you mention it, yeah. yeah I mean, we I haven't... we do have the the episode, the fancy episode that comes after this week's episode. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't think Sandy's ever been in No, any I can Honestly, looking back at it, it's I don't... not memorably no. like, in a memorable way. Well, I don't even remember the last time she was in, like, a big episode. Like, even looking back at season three, like, I'm trying to remember, like, the last couple of episodes we did. Was she in any, like, thing? I don't know. I have really I bad memory, back. Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just assume, yeah, like, everything Josh is saying is true. That's true. <laughs> no, it is weird. And then, like, in this episode, she's, again, it's very, very flat. Yeah. Everything was flat very, about like, this, one act, this act. Um, I do want to pick your brain on what you think quantum giggle theory is yeah i actually I have an too. idea um even though we said you were an expert in the beginning we kind of lied no we didn't lie i'm an expert 100 percent. okay i'm about to lay what down my qu- <laughs> okay tell me what qu- quantum giggle theory is and i'll tell you what my theory about what it is i think quantum giggle theory is that point when you've been tickled so much and you're about to pass out right um, you don't actually pass out. Like what you do, you just extend into a different consciousness. Like you cross the border between our reality into another reality. <laughs> so Where that's you're about what... to pass out. No, yeah, exactly. You're just switching consciousnesses with someone else. So like 
when you tickle someone so much and they're like, stop, I'm going to pass out. You're like, no, I'm just sending you to a different reality. It's going to be great. That's what that is. That's a lot more violent than what I was thinking. How is that violent? <laughs> it's violent. I'm going to, okay, Josh, I'm going to pin you down and tickle you until I send you into another reality. I don't think that's violent. You're doing what if a that favor? reality is worse? What if that reality is worse than the reality you're existing in? I, I guess that's fair. That's fair. I, what if in the other reality you have SpongeBob's lap? <laughs> And, every, and everything is funny. But then you would get the me in this reality then would be the one that has Spongebob's lot. I don't know how that would work. I don't know. Exactly. There's <laughs> too many variables. I don't God. like it. Alright. What about you? What's your theory? Mine, I like to think of it since like, okay, so Schrodinger's cat is like, is the cat alive or dead? Mm-hmm. I like quantum giggle theory thinking about it. Like, have you ever been in a situation where you start giggling for no reason? Where you got you get kind of get the case of of the giggles. Yeah, yeah. I like to think that the point where you could, because there's sometimes where I'm just like sitting there and I'm like, "Ooh, something could be really funny right now," and I don't know why, but it could be that feeling where you're like in between giggling and not giggling. Okay. That's quantum giggle. You're in the quantum giggle realm. Okay, I could see that. See, you gotta you gotta rethink your PhD, your school. I still I still think that. You gotta go back. (laughs) Gotta go back to quantum giggle theory (laughs) degree dot net slash something at earthlink.com. Whatever we said at the beginning. Oh god. (laughs) I'll just I'll just splice it in. You know, but you're saying mine's violent or sounds violent, but you know, Sandy makes a very good point. Science makes everything sound painful, right? So that's true. (laughs) Good segue. Very solid segue. (laughs) No, it's it is true. Like science, like when you Explain. read anything yeah you just like any scientific name it just makes things sound a lot worse than they are like anytime i hear any of my bodily functions explained to me in like a medical scientific form i immediately like that sounds complicated and kind of does sound painful like yeah. i don't want to jo- that. josh your excrement smells like that sounds real bad yeah instead of i just saying your <laughs> smells well you know? yeah <laughs> it's like excrement just sounds painful it does it sounds like it sounds like, like i've having to like pass several like pain like it's like a painful experience to get out of my like a tube of toothpaste yeah being squeezed exactly (laughs) god this is disgusting (laughs) um what i think is weird is spongebob never went to the hospital no but then squidward does for the same thing immediately yeah immediately to the hospital well i mean his actual situation like happened whereas like spongebob had never happened yeah that's true i don't know i want to just how often do we see SpongeBob go to the actual doctor, though? I think we only see him once with a Suds episode, right? Yeah, Weenie Hut General. Uh, yeah. That's like twice. Maybe? I guess so. Yeah. I would say I would say like five times total. So That's he, just me guessing. So he probably has insurance. He doesn't have an excuse not to go. Well, yeah, because I I still think that Bikini Bottom's on that Universal Healthcare. Yeah, or he's a rich kid. Yeah, that that is also yeah. very very likely. <laughs> but I did think it was interesting that he didn't decide to go to the doctor i feel like and that was that was uh part of the lessons i got is like if you're starting to feel sick or you think something's wrong like seek like medical advice you know or at least do your research into medical conditions you know because that's something that spongebob just like took for took squidward's word at like face value it's just like oh maybe my laugh box is break broken you know it's like no but like if a coworker came up to me and they were like i had skin cancer before and like you definitely look like you might have skin cancer you should go get it checked out or you like should 
wear more sunscreen or whatever, make take preventative measures. Yeah. I definitely would want to go to like a doctor for them to check that out and be like, hey, my friend said that I might have this and they went through this and they have some type of expertise. That's me believing that this person has some type of, you know, say in that. Yeah. Right? Go to the freaking doctor if you can, especially in Bikini Bottom where everything's free. free. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> what other uh, small lessons did you get for this one? I feel it's kind of light. One that I put was something that was kind of overlooked is when Squidward puts the thermometer in the boiling oil and then he puts it uh, and he's like, oh, it's 175 degrees. Yeah. You shouldn't fry your French fries in that. It should be in uh, around 325 is what people recommended. Look at you. Okay. <laughs> I, I Googled it because I was like, that feels really low. Yeah. And like, I could also blame it on the thermometer. Maybe the thermometer wasn't quick enough to like get it. Yeah. But it seemed like it was pretty quick. So just let you know. Um, also, again, we say this a lot is just keep telling people what's bugging you. Yeah. Like, Squidward could have, again, put his foot down a lot earlier and then he wouldn't have come up with this really elaborate lie to keep a, himself like sane. Yeah, I guess a cruel lie that sent SpongeBob into a spiraling depression. Like, yeah, my favorite line from this. Ad. That was <laughs> a very, very solid lie. Yeah. I really like that. I, I think that it was dark. But again, really funny. Good delivery. Yeah. Um, also, a uh, use your laugh box a lot so you have a strong laugh box. Good. That's good. Yeah. As like a let a joke sit. Like uh, don't like try to force the joke. Like I think SpongeBob was pushing it too much and he was saying it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also like don't take a joke too far. Like I think we've had this lesson before. Um, probably especially with the April Fools' uh episode. Yeah. Um, but like try to like find a good median like when like when is a joke going too far and stuff like that you know yeah i also put keep your lies short yeah that's a good one <laughs> don't do like a long elaborate lie just do a small little lie small little lies if you're gonna win a lie <laughs> <laughs> and not a lot of them make sure you manage your lies yeah yeah put put them in a portfolio or something. <laughs> a, a list of all the lies that josh has told to me a through z and they're a also scented yeah. <laughs> and they take up a whole filing cap. 100%. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the one, 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 Wombo Lesson of the Week. Wombo Lesson. Bow, 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 bow. All right. What did you get for this week, Omar? I said it's never too late to try to fix a mistake no matter how big. Oh, I like that. That's really kind of like, that's a little bit more like optimistic than mine. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so in the first act, you know, Mr. Krabs sells basically his entire life's work, and he goes back and he fixes it. He doesn't do it in the way that I think is legal, Yeah, but it works out for him, you know? Uh, and same thing with the second act is, like, Squidward, like, saw that he made SpongeBob upset and then went to go fix it. And, uh, yeah, for me, I feel like there's a lot of times in your life where you feel like you've, you've f***ed up a lot, and you, you think it's not fixable. And some things aren't, but I think it, you should at least attempt to fix yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, see if that works out. And if not, then move on. I think that's really that's really good. Because I think a lot of people are afraid of, like, either, like, confrontation or, like, like confronting any kind of issue. So they're afraid of, like, trying to fix any problem. Instead, they just try to run away from it or, like, push it aside. Yeah, or you apologize for, like, something that you, you, you're worrying about instead of just 
Cause like I find this sometimes where like, oh man, did I overstep? Did I say something like wrong? And I felt bad about it later, and I don't ever talk about it ever again. Yeah. I feel like the healthier thing to do is be like, hey, like I said this, and I feel weird about it, and I wanted to tell you like, hey, sorry I said this because in case whatever. Yeah. And most of the time you'll find someone says like, oh yeah, like like I didn't even notice. Yeah. Or you're like, oh, I I did notice, and like thank you for actually apologizing because feels better this way you know yeah because our brains are wired in such a way that like 20 years from now you're gonna think about that one thing and you're gonna be like damn i can't believe you i don't said remember that. yeah <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember <laughs> i don't remember or you don't remember the context but you just remember it was bad Yeah, you just have that nasty anxiety feeling that you're like it was such a piece <laughs> oh yes every day <laughs> every day i go to bed every day i wake up and go to bed it's the same feeling <laughs> So let's hear your uh, lighthearted Wumbo lesson. Uh, yeah, super lighthearted. Uh, I wrote that um, momentary bliss can come with bigger consequences. Um, Ooh, I like that. And I want to shout out to the gorillas for momentary bliss because I would never use that word if it wasn't for their new songs. <laughs> um, but like for uh, Mr. Krabs in the first act, uh, getting all that money was like a momentary thing. He's like, I'm going to be super happy having all this money, whatever. But the larger consequence is that he gave up something that he did truly love. And like the one thing that he was passionate about in his life, apparently, is really the, the crusty More crab. than his own daughter. Yeah, exactly. More. Like he didn't want to, sp- he tried, I guess he tried spending time with Pearl, but she didn't want to spend time with him probably because he's a crappy dad, right? So, yeah. <laughs> and in the second act, uh, Squidward uh, uses like the lie to get like a temporary relief. And in the end, it, doesn't get him relief like spongebob's crying is worse than his laughter so and it makes it worse because he actually ends up with spongebob's laughter yeah right karma really bites him in the <laughs> there. but that's what mm-hmm. i'm saying like i think a lot of times we think in a short term kind of way like a lot of people are like the whole yolo carpe diem bullcrap like it finds sometimes but like sometimes you gotta think about the larger picture and like something that can make you happy in the immediate can have like really crappy consequences later on you know it can be devastating yeah you know you could... if you let it like get out of hand yeah but then you can always go back and try to fix it maybe boom now our, <laughs> yeah, now yeah. our lessons combined with our combined. powers combined <laughs> <laughs> all right i want to thank you all for listening to this week's episode uh if you want to send us anything some suggestions some comments please reach out to us on ismazepodcast.com or you can email us at ismazepodcast at gmail.com Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can send us some DMs, put some comments on Apple Podcasts. And again, just be sure to share with your friends and your enemies on wherever you get your fancy yeah. podcasts. We did get a funny email last week from a, a dear friend, Jose. No, it was anonymous. Was it? It was an anonymous <laughs> thing where it was a wet floor sign. <laughs> From an anonymous Anonymous source, they had made the picture. The picture just happened to have Jose. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly how it was. (laughs) It was a very good uh, wet floor sign, though. Uh, Anonymous user number four. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for uh, actually engaging with us. (laughs) Yes, we we enjoy all the engagements that we can get. Um, speaking of engagements, one second, Omar. I I heard something. Let me go check this out real quick. Hey, Josh, careful! There's a banana peel on the floor. Oh, let me get back up. Are you, are you okay? I'm fine. Oh, okay. Let me go. I'm gonna have to go check this out. It's still there ah! on the floor. Watch. <laughs> Omar, why didn't you warn me about this banana? I told you. I told you it's oh. there. Just you need to use your other foot. Ah!